and she's crazy. Says her ex was lazy. Her love life's kind of hazy. It's Aaron's Thursday vlog. Hey, it's Erin Austin. Thank you again for checking out my podcast. Today is episode number six. This is, is this my midlife crisis? So the other day, I had a conversation with the guy that I had talked about in my last blog and podcast, and he wanted to clear up some things that I talked about in that podcast and communicate what he was thinking. Overall, it was a good conversation. There were a few things, though, that I walked away thinking about and ended up having more questions, but not necessarily for him, just in general, things to get me thinking. One of the things that he said was that he could tell when we got together that I was somewhat bored with my job and that at times he felt I was, uh, I guess, a little scattered and that I was looking for things that made me happy. And because of that, he kind of felt like I was having this identity crisis. And now that I've lost my job, it was like I'm having a midlife crisis. And I remember this conversation in clips. Uh, any conversation I I have, I always remember in little clips and I try to piece them back together. But from what I remember of our conversation, it made it seem like those were the reasons why he broke things off, I guess. You know, it's kind of like they say on Shark Tank. And for those reasons, I'm out. Uh, by the way, I do feel like there were probably some other reasons. I don't necessarily think they were because he really didn't like me or... I mean, I know I questioned that, but um, at first, you know, at first I questioned that, but after doing some thinking about it, and I know he won't ever admit it, but I do feel like he's had a lot happen in his life in the last month, and and it's not terrible by any means. It's just you know busy stuff, but there's a some stuff that has fallen onto his plate that he's got to get the ball rolling, and so for. For him, I think it was easier for him to remove me because we hadn't dated very long versus sticking it out with me and helping me through this transition period. So, you know, after we got off the phone, you know, I, I did feel better in a way, um, but I also felt like me going through this big transition period was the reason I'm not able to have a relationship. And granted, I probably don't really need one right now, but there was this part of me that kind of felt like it was my fault, even though I know that's not true. And, you know, because it's not my fault I got let go. And I, I can't help that this happened. But yeah, like somehow I felt like because I didn't have it all figured out, and have a plan together of what I'm doing and what I'm going to do, I felt like somehow I seemed less desirable or less worthy of dating to him. And that's freaking ridiculous, I know, but that was kind of how I felt. And with that being said, let's talk about some of those things that stuck out for me and made me, I guess, question my myself and everything. Number one, midlife crisis. Uh, So I guess, you know, technically and statistically, he would be correct. I am probably having a midlife crisis because I am over 40 and the life expectancy of a woman in the United States is about 84 years old. So by all accounts, 
he would be right in saying that this is my midlife crisis. Now, what's ironic about that is also I had my birth chart and my astrology chart uh, read after I got let go. And my astrologer, Mary, said something about how I was going through a bit of a midlife crisis right now because of my career. So with that one, I guess, yes, I am having a midlife crisis. Two, being scattered. Maybe I am a little, and I think I can be a little scattered when it comes to my thoughts and my conversations. For example, you could be having a conversation with me. You talk about something. It triggers something else in my head. I go there, and then I kind of zone out for a second. And then I'm like, wait, what'd you say? And I make you repeat half your story. That, I will admit, I do. Uh, or you're saying something and I get distracted like squirrel. Like I'm definitely that girl too. So I think that's because of my, my ADD, but I could be so much worse. Trust me. A couple examples of being scattered that aren't me. I would say my last boyfriend, I would say he's scattered. Uh, we started dating. He told me that he didn't want to have kids, didn't want to get married. Then a couple months later, all of a sudden he did. Oh, okay. Uh, then he wanted to buy a house. Then he was like, well, maybe I'll rent. And then all of a sudden he was going to move out of state, take a completely different job. And then that changed and it was, all right, I'm back to buying a house. All right, so he bought his house, gets it all furnished, gets it all set up, and then thought of renting it out so that he could save money. And keep in mind, also while we were dating, he changed his diet like at least three or four times, got a a second car just because that to me, my friends, that is scattered. All right. Now, considering that I've had the same career for the last 20 years, I've had the same job for the last 11 years, I've lived in the same house and I've driven the same car for the last eight years, I would like to think that my level of scatteredness is a level three out of 10 and 10 being you're getting whiplash from the person being all over the place, right? Um, Another example of somebody being scattered, I know this girl, she is a beautiful girl, but she hasn't really kept a job for really a considerable amount of time. And I don't even mean job. I also mean she has changed careers at least three or four times and has even, you know, did real estate school and then gave up on that because it was just too much work. By the way, that girl is now married. So I guess that gives me hope. But anyway, so if anything, I would say what I am, I am definitely more spontaneous. I would say I am more of a go with the flow, maybe a little bit of a fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl. And maybe those things and those attributes to who I am, maybe those are things that that guy is not used to. I can think back to some of his relationships and what I know. And, you know, I can't be for certain, but I would I would venture to say that I am probably one of the most adventurous, spontaneous, fun, and easygoing girls that he's ever been with. So to give you an example of me being spontaneous and adventurous, uh, I had a really bad breakup about four years ago. 
we were supposed to go on vacation. So once we, once we broke up, I was like, hmm, well, I still have vacation and I'm still going to go on vacation. So what do I do? I, I take a list of all of the places I've wanted to see in the world. And I wrote it down and I started researching. And about a week and a half before I left, I planned my trip to Australia. Uh, got my flights on airline miles. I got a great deal on hotel. I planned that trip out. Didn't plan it to a T because I always like to leave myself wiggle, wiggle room. But I did that within about a week and a half before I left for my trip. That is what I call spontaneous and getting it done. Anyway, so moving on to number three, searching for things that make me happy. Now, this one I, I don't totally disagree with, but I also think that he has a different perspective than I do on this one. Uh, so, you know, what does every self-help book tell you to do? What does every life coach tell you to do? They tell you to find out what makes you happy and do it. Whether that's with a job or with a hobby, find the things that give you pleasure, that give you joy and fulfillment so that you can live a happy life, right? And isn't that what we're, what we're all trying to do right now? Here we are, we're living in this most fucked up time in the world, and we're all trying to figure out how to let go of the worry, the stress, and be happy. I think one of the reasons I have an issue with that being one of his points is that his perspective is different than mine because of where he's been in his life and what he does for a living. So... Obviously, I've been in radio all of my adult life. When I would go out and meet new people or go out on dates, what is one of the first questions I get asked? Oh, what are some of your hobbies? What do you like to do for fun? Uh, not that they say it like that, but anyway. Uh, but, you know, for a long time, I felt, I felt kind of stupid because I didn't really have an answer. I didn't have this laundry list of things that I really like to do. I like to travel. I love to travel. But, you know, and is that considered a hobby? Sure. But that's not something that I can do all of the time. Um, Other people, they have those other little outlets. They like reading. I don't like reading. Uh, You know, they like working out, all of that stuff. And um, yeah, those weren't necessarily hobbies of mine. And here's the thing, for people in radio, radio is our hobby. So for us, and and that goes for people in TV as well, we are getting to do our hobby every day for work. So sometimes outside of our work, we don't necessarily have a ton of other interests. Now, let me go back to the guy that I dated, for example. Um, he has this great career and he does very well for himself. He's very smart, went to school for years to get where he is in his life. And if you were to ask him and talk to him and say why he chose his line of work, he would tell you 100% that he chose that line of work because he knew it would make good money. He didn't choose it because he was passionate about it. He didn't choose it because it sounded fun He chose that line of work because it was steady, it was good money, and it was a career path with plenty of options. So for him, he has to 
have things outside of work that make him happy because otherwise he would get bored. He would get lost. He'd probably, honestly, he would probably be miserable, right? And so I get that. And he has those hobbies. He likes to work out. He likes to watch certain sports. He likes to practice certain sports and do those things. He likes to travel. And now he's got this side business that he's working on that can also be seen, I guess, as a hobby or a passion project. Although, (laughs) if you were to say, oh, this is your hobby, he'd be like, it's not a fucking hobby. But anyway, um, but he has found those things because he knew he kind of had to, right? So moving on to number four, identity crisis. This one I'll be honest, it's a little tricky for me because like I've said before, when it comes to my career, radio is something and was something that I've wanted to do since I was a little kid. My obsession became my profession, right? Uh, Besides maybe a few jobs in high school and college, radio and TV has been all I've ever done or wanted to do. So when I lost my job, of course... I'm going to sit there and question myself. I'm going to sit there and say, what do I do now? I mean, for the last 20 years of my life, I was Aaron Austin, the radio girl. Now, I'm Aaron Austin, the former radio girl. Or you can just call me Aaron Austin. I guess the point is, who is that girl now? She's got to figure that out, right? So... Am I going to be Aaron Austin, the radio girl again? Am I going to be the TV girl? Am I going to be the podcast girl or the blogger girl? Or am I going to do something completely outside of those things and find a place in marketing or PR or hell? Am I going to become a bar, a Starbucks barista? I don't know. I freaking don't know yet. Um, but, you know, let me take a little drink because my mouth is a, I'm a little parched. So after I got off the phone with him, the, you know, the guy that broke things off with me, which I feel like is a, a weird nickname for him right now, but I, I had to call my friend Corey, who also lost his job recently in radio, and I asked him, I was like, am I having a midlife crisis? Is it bad that I don't have a plan together right now? Is it bad that I don't know what my next step is? And he was like, oh, okay what's going on? Why are you, you know, why, why are you asking me this? And I told him the story and he said, all right, here's the deal. We're, we're all going through this right now. There are hundreds, if not thousands of people in our industry that are trying to figure out what they're going to do and decide what their next step is. And, and that's true. There are tons of people in our industry and then He went on to say that there are people in other industries that don't know what they're going to do. I mean, look, there are millions of people in our country right now that have lost their jobs and don't know what they're going to do. And it made me think of the girl that I saw on Good Morning America. She was a flight attendant for United. Obviously, the airline industry has been hit really hard during this pandemic. She was on Good Morning America crying And they asked her, what are you going to do now? And she said, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I had my dream job. 
I was doing my dream job. What do you do after you don't have your dream job anymore? I just looked at her and I totally knew how she felt because I was doing my dream job. Sure, it was it wasn't as fulfilling as it once was, but then again, we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic, okay? So, my job working in the studio was completely different than working at home. There was more for me to do at the station than there was for me to do at home. So I totally know how she felt. My friend Corey was like, you know what? Don't beat yourself up. Uh, You know, like I said, we're in a pandemic and this is probably one of the worst times in history to be looking for work. So... Don't beat yourself up. But he also said that he feels like people that aren't in radio don't really understand radio. They don't really understand what it's like for us when we lose our job. He said, that, you know, think about it. They, they're an engineer. They lose their job as an engineer. They can go down the street and get another job. If they're in sales, they can just get another job. Where we have very few jobs to choose from we may most likely will have to move. And he's right. I mean, there's not a lot of jobs and a lot of career paths like this. I mean, other professions may be similar. Uh, Professional sports is similar. TV is similar, um, which also is very interesting to me. I've always thought it was fascinating how many female TV anchors and reporters were able to find a man that was willing to travel around the country with them for their job. I have never, never found a guy that was willing to do that. But anyway, I digress. So what are my, my final thoughts? <sighs> All right. Am I, am I having a midlife crisis? Mm, I guess sort of I am. Sure. It's definitely a time of rebuilding. That's for sure. And do I have a plan in place? No. Do I have any idea what I'm going to do next? No. Do I have it all figured out? No. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay that I don't have it all figured out right now. And I also know I shouldn't be so hard on myself because I don't. Because at the end of the day, none of us really have it all figured out. None of us do. Um, what I do know is that I will land on my feet. I always have. And I always will. And I'll take care of myself just like I always have. I also know that I have to cut myself a little slack and not be so hard on myself that I'm in this place. Because really, none of it is my fault. I did nothing wrong to get let go and lose my job. I did nothing wrong to have somebody walk away. So I need to be kinder to myself. It's also going to be, it's, it's going to be an interesting journey. And anybody that is willing to be a part of that journey and be supportive then I am more than willing and welcoming and thankful to have them be a part of it because, well, 
you always need all the love you can get. I will end with this. You never know what the future may hold. So thanks again for listening to the podcast today. If you want to read the written version, you can go to erinaustin.blogspot.com. If you ever have any questions, comments, ideas, opportunities, you can always email me erinaustinonline at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening.